Hey, hello and welcome. It is me, John Park, and this is Make Code Live. Uh, and I'm excited to uh, get the chance to build another Make Code project today. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in. I'm just going to adjust my camera. I feel like I'm a little, whoa, there we go. Uh, that was a little cut off there. So let's see. Uh, I'm going to check in over on uh, Mixer. Let's see if I can pop open a mixer window to say hello. Uh, and also we've got Discord chat going on over in the Adafruit Discord as well as YouTube. So come on by uh, and let me see if I can get into the maker, uh, make code mixer without echoing my audio. There we go. Um, hello, FPS Wazy. I hope I said that right. Uh, and welcome. You are first. It is true. Thank you for uh, stopping by. So I'm going to try to keep that little chat open there off to the side so I can see it. Uh, and let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Uh, so for today's project, what I'd like to do is use the built-in accelerometer on the Circuit Playground Express. Hey, look, I've got one right here. There's a Circuit Playground Express. Uh, and we're going to use that accelerometer, which is a little tiny sensor built right onto the board that can track motion. Uh, and so it can track the tilt um, and the uh, shake of the whole board on three axes. And so what we're gonna build is a bubble level, which is a really useful tool for figuring out if a surface such as a desktop or some piece of wood you're working on uh, is level, just like the name implies. Uh, and so this is often called a bubble level because it's done using some mineral spirits, uh, kind of an, uh, like an oil, oily liquid uh, inside of a glass ampule and it has a little um, bubble of air in it and depending on how you tilt it you'll see the bubble move around. So what I thought we would do was use the Circuit Playground Express and its built-in uh, accelerometer along with the lights that are on either side. You can see here we've got all these NeoPixels and, and I like to use them. Uh, you can see right now they are set to, uh, let's take a look at that there some red, yellow, and blue lights on there. So we're gonna use that. But actually, while we're working, I'll unplug this right now. While we're working, we'll use this uh, very nice, large simulator of the Circuit Playground Express. And believe it or not, with the uh, simulator that's built into the, into the browser um, editing environment of Make Code, you can use the accelerometer. So there's a, a function that allows you to uh, test different tilt conditions for it, as well as shake conditions. Uh, hello, Battle King 69 and Memphis Made 57. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the mixer. Nice to see you all. Uh, and so we will test this out initially while we're coding uh, using that simulator that's built in there. And then eventually, uh, towards the end, we'll put it onto the board for testing in, in the real-world environment. Um, so that's how I'd like to proceed. Uh, all right, so let's see. For uh, the 
sort of first steps with the project, what I'd like to do is first of all, show you where we can get this. Um, and I'm gonna expand my window so it's a little bigger here. I'm gonna show you where we can get this uh, accelerometer input to, to use. So if you look under input in make code, and this one is, uh, the address for this one is makecode.adafruit.com. Uh, and that is the uh, version of make code that's, that's uh, created for the Circuit Playground Express. Um, there are a few others that we have for Microbit, for uh, Minecraft EDU, for what else? Uh, arcade for games, as well as Maker uh, Make Code, which is for a whole bunch of other boards. But uh, here we're in this uh, Circuit Playground Express version, the makecode.adafruit.com. You can see the address up there at the top, right here. Uh, and under the input category here, we have a few items related to the accelerometer. So we have this acceleration in, uh, I think it's microgravities, oh, milligravities, sorry, it says it right there in the tooltip. Um, so this gives us a value for uh, X, Y, or Z. We can pick an axis, so X, Y, or Z. Um, we also have, if I keep scrolling down here, Another uh, block related to the accelerometer, and that is this set accelerometer range to 1G. Um, and so the accelerometer actually can be uh, sort of tuned or calibrated for different ranges depending on what you're measuring. So for something like this, we want to use 1G, which is the, uh, the force of gravity. We want to measure in the 1G range uh, so that we can uh, measure a small change in the accelerometer. If you are doing something like measuring uh, the drop on a roller coaster or an, if you're creating a, like an egg drop accelerometer, you're going to go up to higher ranges. So that's, this is used for setting that. Um, so in fact, let's, let's grab that and drag it out onto the canvas here. And I'm going to grab the start loop. So this is where we do our setup. So under loops on start, I'm going to pull this out here and drop that set accelerometer range here, just so you can see it's set to 1, 2, 4, and 8G. Okay, so we'll set it to the 1G range. I think that's the default, but it doesn't hurt to set that. Uh, and then the next thing I'd like to do is, um, oh, let's answer a question from Mixer. So Ame Rini says, I've never heard of this. Is this by Microsoft to help make websites or applications? Uh, hello, yeah, this is by Microsoft. And it is to learn, it's used to learn coding and to build projects, particularly this version is for projects uh, that involve uh, actual hardware, physical computing, but you can, you can build your programs right in the browser, uh, test it on this little simulated version of the, um, of the hardware, and then you can put it onto the hardware itself. Um, so that is what MakeCode is about. You go to makecode.com, you can learn more. Okay, so I've set my accelerometer range to 1G. And then what I'd like to do is test out um, the uh, settings that I get as I move the simulated board. So how, how does the value change as I tilt the board around? And so I like to use the console, which is a way to just read out sort of raw data or values, numbers, and you can graph them or you can just read the numbers. Uh, and so if I look under advanced tab here, 
there is a section called console. So I'm going to click on console and I'm going to take this uh, block here, which says console log the value of X equal to zero. So we'll bring this out into the canvas and now I'm going to create another loop. So you'll notice this first loop I've got is called on start and that's just going to run one time. And that's it. It runs once when the when the program starts or when the hardware is turned on or reset. If I want to do something over and over again, I'm going to grab this other loop called forever. So under loops forever, I'll bring this here. And by the way, you can um, drop it onto the canvas and then add an item to it like this and then drag this up or I'll get rid of that. I'm going to delete it just by bringing it over to the side. You can see we have this trash can icon. Uh, or when I bring this loop in, I can also gobble up the existing, uh, maybe that's the wrong term for it, but I can set that forever loop on top of an existing block or blocks and it will uh, surround them. So now what I'm doing is forever, I'm going to log a value um, with a variable called X to be equal to zero. That's not that interesting on its own, but instead what I'll do is go back to pull in the accelerometer reading block. So I want to read the accelerometer on the x-axis. So I'll go to inputs and I'll take this acceleration in milligravities of x. I'm going to bring this into the canvas and I'm going to drop it onto, you can see this field lights up yellow as I go to drag this acceleration block on. Okay, so now uh, the console is going to pop up over here. I can now go to the console. You can see here on the left, it says show, right there, show console simulator. If I click on that, it is now graphing the values of acceleration on the x-axis. Uh, and it's holding at a steady zero because I'm not moving the board around. But watch this, I love this. I can head over here with the mouse cursor right on top of the simulator and now as I tilt, we get those values graphed in real time. So when I go to the left, we get a negative. And when I go to the right, we get a positive value. So I'm simulating wiggling the board around. There's an accelerometer built into it or a simulated one in this case. We'll get to the real hardware later. And it is now telling me how we've tilted the board on this horizontal or X axis. And you'll see those values that are streaming out in the readout below. And you can see if I get my cursor right in the very middle, it will read about zero or really close to it. You can see it's pretty sensitive because it goes all the way to negative 1023 when I go left and all the way to positive 1023 when I go right. So for the object to be level, and if you're just joining us, the idea here is that I'm, I'm building a bubble level. Um, hello. I'm building a bubble level, which is used to check if something is uh, square and true and level. Uh, and so what this tells me is that if I want to be a little bit forgiving, uh, I want to have a little bit of a range here that's acceptable, um, sort of slop, a little, little acceptable change here that I'll still consider to be level. Because um, you can tell I'm not really tilting it. That's a big tilt, that's a big tilt. But somewhere here in the middle, somewhere around negative 20 to positive 20, I'm gonna call that level. 
So this is why I'm, I've opened this, and we can go back now. I'm gonna click on this go back, nicely named button. Um, so this means that I can have a little band in the middle, a little range that I'm gonna consider to be level or square. Uh, and so that was why I used the simulator. So I could find out what, uh, what kind of values do we get when we, when we take the board and we tip it and we get just about perfectly level, but it doesn't have to be so exact. Um, you could go for perfect exact level, but I'm, I'm gonna give myself a little uh, leeway there. If I'm hanging a picture, putting a, a picture on the wall or something like that, close enough, right? If, we're, if we have just a little tiny wiggle. Uh, okay, so I've used that just to get my acceptable values. Um, now, how can I use this to uh, light up the LEDs on the board? If there's a ring of LEDs, these white dots here on the simulator. I can make that real big for a second. These white dots, these are NeoPixel LEDs. They're, they're red, green, blue, so they can be full color, any color you want. Uh, and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use them. When I tilt to the right, I'd like to get some red LEDs on the side where I'm tilting. I tilt the other way, I'll switch those red LEDs to the other side. And when I get this dead in the middle, we'll turn a couple LEDs green to say, yes, okay, you've got it, right? I like my giant Circuit Playground Express skull here. Uh, so what I can do now is take a look at um, creating a function, which is a little sort of contained chunk of code that I can call when I need it. Create a little function that does a few things for me. It's going to check the accelerometer value on x, see how, how we're tilted and then do a little bit of a comparison. It's gonna, it's gonna use what we call conditional logic. It's gonna say, okay, if the value is off to the right, so a positive number beyond 20, then we'll light some LEDs over here red. If it's off to the left or a negative number lower than negative 20, then we'll light some LEDs over on this side red. And then if we're in this little band that's acceptable from negative 19 to positive 19, say, we'll light a couple of LEDs green. Um, so I mentioned this word function. If you look here, this is your normal interface in MakeCode. And by the way, if you're, if you're new to MakeCode, you can head up to this address, makecode.adafruit.com to go to this particular editor, or just go to makecode.com to learn more. Uh, so in the editor here, I've got an advanced tab. And in the advanced tab, I have this um, block called functions. So I'm going to open up functions and create click, uh, sorry, click on make a function. Uh, and it brings up this window. And I'm going to create a, uh, a new function called uh, probably check accelerometer or something like that would work well. Um, so how about how about level check? So I'll come in here, type in level done. Okay, so now I have a new piece of um, code. It doesn't do anything yet. It's just a little block that can contain some other code. Uh, and unlike on start, which runs one time when we start up the board, and forever, which runs continuously when, when the uh, program is running, the function will only run when you ask it to. So this is why I say it's this little sort of self-contained chunk of code that we can just ask to run when we need it to run. Um, so what I'm going to do is in this level check function, 
what we'll do is first of all, create some of these comparisons that I talked about. So in the logic category, we have this if true statement or if true then else, either of these will work out. I'll grab this first one just so I start small and build it up. And I'll place that inside the level check. So when we use one of these if statements, what we're doing is we're comparing some things or finding out if, if a thing is true, a condition is true. Um, by default, this will just run because it says if true and, and true is true. It's um, sort, of, sort of very terse way of saying, go ahead and run the thing in here. But what we wanna do is create a, um, a condition based on comparisons. So if you look in the, again, in the logic category, in this comparisons, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start with this zero less than zero block, which currently would be false, it would never run. Uh, but what we're gonna do is compare the accelerometer reading to a number. So remember I said, if the number is between, uh, let's say negative 20 and 20, then we'll, we'll light up the light screen. So the first step of this is to go and either go to input and bring in this acceleration uh, milligravities X block again. So I could bring, bring that in, or we can duplicate an existing one. So sometimes I like to just work with stuff that I already have here. So if you wanna do that, you can simply right click on an existing block and pick duplicate from the menu that pops up. So now I can take that duplicate copy and put it up here in this level check. Um, and so right now, actually what we could do is um, test just this. So let's say if the X is less than zero, and that means we're tipped, we've tipped the board to the left, let's do something. Um, and remember, if you ever get confused about which way is left and right on this, we can go back and check our simulator's console because it's still running. So over here, uh, right here, we have this show console simulator. If I click on that, I can tilt the board and see left is gonna be the negative values. Close that and go back. Uh, so if we're going to the left, let's go ahead and light up some LEDs on the left side of the board. To do this, I'll go to my uh, light category and I'll take this show ring, drop it in here. I like this one because it shows exactly what it's gonna do. It's gonna light up the ring. And let's turn off all of the LEDs on the right side of the board. Okay, so if I got this right, when I tilt it, it should turn some LEDs red. Let's see, if it's less than zero. Oh, huh. but I'm not asking this function to be checked right now, am I? So it's sitting there, it would do it if I asked it to, but I forgot to tell it to go ahead and run the level check. So the way we ask for one of these functions to actually run, uh, you could do it based on a button press or a loud sound or a light change. We're actually just gonna run it pretty, pretty constantly. So to do this, I'll click on my advanced tab back to the functions category. 
And here is this call level check. And that's purpose built for anytime you want to run that code that's living in that function that we named level check, you'll, you'll use this and it'll go and run that code. So let's take that call level check and put it right into our forever loop. And we won't need this console log eventually, but I'm gonna leave it in here for now just because it's convenient to be able to go back to. Um, so now this should work this time. If I head over to the simulator and tilt to the left, it just turned those LEDs red, right? It doesn't do anything else and it doesn't turn them back off or anything. I haven't asked it to. All we've said is if the acceleration on X gets below zero, then we'll turn those LEDs to red. Okay, so that's the, that's the starting of this uh, sort of main function of this whole code is setting up some comparisons and some if-else uh, statements based on those conditions. So what we'll do um, is actually alter this first one so that it checks for both being inside of the negative 20 and the positive 20 range and lighting up green. This means we're, we're successful and we're right at level. So to add to this, what I need to do is not just check one thing, I actually need to check two things. I have to have either or uh, of those statements. So if we look back again on the logic, we can see there are some blocks here in this section called Boolean. And Boolean logic uh, is uh, has to do with the comparison of things uh, and or uh, not true and false. So we're gonna say um, and, and I'm gonna just bring this onto the canvas, put it on my head, and we'll drag what we already had into the first section here and then put the whole block here. And you're always just looking for yellow to light up and that means that's where, where you drop the blocks they are going to appear. Okay, so if the acceleration on X is, let's say, less than 20, so it's not tilted very far to the right, and then I'm gonna say, and it's greater than negative 20, so it's also inside the other side of that band. Uh, and to do that, I'll just duplicate this block. This is gonna get kind of wide here. Put that in there. You can zoom out a little bit. Make that still readable. Okay, so now look at how that reads. In fact, let me zoom, zoom in real close. If the acceleration on X is less than 20, and the acceleration on X is, change this to greater than negative 20, then do the thing that's listed below. Uh, and so what I wanna change that thing to be is, let's have just a couple of green LEDs on the sides, something like that. So this, this will make it feel like a bubble level, it's sort of horizontal, side to side. Um, so we can test this out. Actually, if you look over in the simulator, it's already doing it. It's already uh, saying when we start off, it's at zero. It's perfectly level before I go and start wiggling it. So to begin with, it is going to light those green instantly. But it never turns them off, right? So what I need now is a couple of other uh, statements that say, okay, when what happens when we're not in there and we're greater than or less than the, the boundaries of this tilt? Then what? So um, let's take 
one second. Let's take our if statement here and expand it. And so that's what this little plus sign here is for. So if I hit the plus sign, it adds another uh, condition. So the sort of simple test that we can do right now is let's go ahead and just um, duplicate this LED, show LED, and uh, let's make it, uh, how about just turn off the LEDs. And now you'll see, I'm gonna expand this really big. It's not gonna get green until I tilt it to the middle. You can see here it's turning them off and then when we get to the middle, it turns them green. So that's already not bad. That will already work uh, for us as a type of bubble level. But what we'd like is also a little bit of feedback on which direction we're tilted too far at, since that's how a real bubble level works and, and it lets you uh, correct in the, in the proper direction. Um, so what I want to do is actually um, add one more here, which changes this to a else if and gives me uh, another chance to add a condition to, to meet. And let's do that one more time. Okay, this is now going to allow us a couple of choices of tilting too far right and tilting too far left. Um, and for now, I'm going to get rid of this one. We don't need that. Also, just, this is just a sort of funny quirk of how I built this um, block up here by adding to it a couple times. I can now get rid of this else. I don't want just a straight up else. I only want the else ifs. So you can see there, as you add to them, there's always going to be this last one called else, and then you can hit the minus key and get rid of it. Okay, so what this now means is that we can have three conditions. We can, we can have our first one, which is already in place. And now what I'll do is duplicate one of these comparisons and bring it down into this first else if. Uh, and for this one, what I'll do is I'll say, if the acceleration is greater than or equal to 20, so from this, I can zoom up here, make this a little easier to see. From this uh, less, actually it's a less than, sorry. From this less than sign, I'm gonna say if it is less than or equal to 20, then we know uh, that we are off to the left and we can change our LEDs to red on that side. So what I'll do is duplicate this show ring Place this here and change the colors. Let's just put a, a set of red LEDs there. How about uh, something like that maybe. Okay, so let's try this. What does this do? Okay, that's not bad. So what that does is when it starts out, we're at zero, so we get green. And by the way, you can see the little icon here. This is the accelerometer on the, on the Real Circuit Playground Express. Uh, oops, I got it upside down. So this little block that you see me circling with my mouse, or it's just below this button on the center of the Circuit Playground Express, that is the accelerometer. 
Um, this shows us the axes. So now when I'm at the center, I get green. And when I head a little bit to the left, it goes red. Okay. So we're really close actually to being able to uh, add in the blocks for the other side. So this is simply gonna be another duplicate of this statement. So we'll duplicate acceleration statement. Uh, but this time we wanna be greater than or equal to negative 20. And in that case, we're tilted off to the right and we can duplicate this show LED block again and set the opposite LEDs to red. Now let's try our simulator. If I bring this, let's see when I'm at the very dead center or close enough to it, I'm green, tilt to the right, it's red, tilt to the left, it's red on the other side. So, at this point, uh, I can do a little bit of cleanup to the code. So I like having my accelerometer range set to 1G. It's for a sensitive application. Uh, the forever loop calling level check all the time, that's great, but I don't need this anymore. I'm not logging to the console uh, and that actually slows the program down and I don't need it. So I'm gonna take that and just drag it off to the left. You can see this little trash can shows up and poof, it's gone. So that is the program. Just check it's still working. I want to see I didn't break anything. Yeah, red to the right, green in the middle, red to the left. Uh, and so, in fact, let's, uh, let's make this, I'd like to change these to be even more obvious what's going on. I'm going to change the LED pattern to be everything on the right and everything on the left is red when it's in those directions. So we'll test that again. That's better. I like that. Okay, so now what I wanna do is actually put it on my real hardware. Uh, so to do this, what I'm gonna do is I've got my Circuit Playground Express and a USB cable that's going to the computer. I'll go ahead and plug this in. And it is gonna be hard to see um, those LEDs. Right now they're all green. Um, so what I'll do is to upload it. When this is lit all green like this, um, oh boy, that's real hard to see. Uh, it means that it's ready to receive code. And so in the um, interface here, I can, first of all, let's give our program a name, we'll call it level and the next thing I'll do is check in the uh, gear icon here that I am paired with my hardware so in this gear icon in make code it uh, allows me to pair a device and you can see in uh, if you're using a browser that supports web USB which I think edge and Chrome are the two two uh, main ones that'll that'll do this we can now um, oh I wiggled it and disconnected it let me plug it back in that. Uh, we can use the web browser to uh, make connections to USB devices. So I'm going to pair 
and it says device paired, try downloading now. This often works, sometimes it won't, and I'll just drag the file onto here like it's a USB drive. Well, let's, let's try it out. I clicked download, it says downloading. I see some lights blinking and this worked. Um, so now you'll see, let me hold it far enough back that you can focus on it. If I tilt to the side, it's red. Dead center, it's green. Right, it's red. There we go, yeah, so that works pretty well. Um, now we have some time. Uh, so first of all, I'll check and see if there's any questions. I haven't been looking at the chat, let's see. Uh, I have seen a bunch of airdrops of um, balloons and crates flying by, so I'm not sure what's happening there. Um, so, yeah, there were some questions about the microcontrollers. Yeah, there. so this program I'm using is Microsoft's Make Code, and Microsoft has a few versions of it that run on hardware. Some versions run just in software, like the Minecraft version. Um, but this is a Circuit Playground Express, and it... Um, is from Adafruit Industries. There's also Microbit. The BBC Microbit is a, a similar size and style of um, microcontroller that has a lot of additional parts on it. Uh, and Jackie, uh, uh, Jack in the Xbox asks, uh, how does the Circuit Playground Express compare to an Arduino? Uh, so they're very similar in, in a lot of ways. They're inexpensive microcontrollers that have digital inputs and digital outputs, which means you can press buttons and it can read those buttons has analog inputs, so it can read things like sliders and knobs. Uh, it can output and tell LEDs and motors and things like that to run. One of the big differences with the Circuit Playground Express and the Microbit compared to something like a traditional Arduino is that it has a lot of stuff built onto it. So you don't actually need to plug things into it at first to use a lot of extra sensors and outputs. You can, you can plug stuff into it, but by default you can see it's got these 10 NeoPixels on it, it has a thermometer, on it so we can measure temperature. It has a light sensor built into it, has an infrared uh, transmitter and receiver, uh, it has a speaker on it so we can make sounds, it has a microphone on it so it can respond to noises. Um, so it's similar in a lot of ways to an Arduino that's got a bunch of added features on it. Um, so right now we've programmed it to act as a level because we're using the built-in accelerometer and we're using the built-in LEDs as output uh, but the nice thing is, if you don't have the hardware, that's okay, because right inside of Make Code, we've got this simulator. So you can, while you're learning uh, to code, or if you're trying out a project and you don't have your hardware hooked up, or you don't have the hardware, it's okay. This does pretty much everything the real board does. Other than that, it would be very hard for me to use this browser to hang a picture on my wall or, or level a desk. But uh, with, with the real hardware, you can do that. Um, now, I mentioned... Uh, the uh, speaker that's on there. And I thought we have a little extra time. It might be interesting to try um, maybe beeping when we're level. Um, so what we can do, and, and this will be a, a very quick and dirty version of this. So it won't have a bunch of cool features and things. And it might get really annoying because it might beep the whole time we're level. Um, but let's give it a try. So what I'm gonna do is uh, head to music in the uh, make code interface. Uh, and let's grab a play tone at middle C for one half of a beat. I'm gonna grab that. 
and I'm gonna place that into the same loop as my level. So this first one here is for when we're level and the others are when we're tilted. Uh, and by the way, asking uh, there, there's a question asked in the chat about, uh, yeah, in theory, could you attach this to a drone and get a warning when the pitch to one side or the other is too steep for sure? Yes, definitely, that's a very cool idea. Um, so now what, what should happen is this will beep when it gets to one side or the other. Uh, I'll make it a short beep. Let's make it an eighth note. And I'll make it kind of high-pitched so we can hear it. Uh, and then I'm going to upload that code to here. I, I don't have, I don't think you're hearing it right now in my browser just because the way I have this uh, configured. So am I hearing it? Yeah, I kind of hear it beeping. But I'm going to go ahead and download it to the device. Um, so just downloaded. And now you should hear, let me, let me put this. Oh, it's trying to beep, but it's actually cutting off really quickly. Let's see. Uh, this might not be salvageable. We'll see. This, this was an improvisation <laughs> that I did just at the uh, last second. What I'll do is I'm going to add a little bit of a pause here because it might be getting cut off. So I'll, I'll re-download that. And... Oh, it hates this. It does not like me doing it this way. All right, so I'll, we'll, we'll pretend that worked, but I don't think it's worth, um, worth trying anymore on. So we would probably need slightly more uh, uh, sophisticated code blocks to say, when we get to level, stop doing everything else and play this so that we don't keep interrupting it. Um, I do hear the simulator working. There's a little beep coming out of some headphones that I have here. So in theory, this works, but I think it, it might require a little more um, care to get it to work, and I don't want to rush that. Um, so you can see uh, we now have our level. Um, the It's clicking. I'm going to set it on its side. It's sitting here clicking next to me because it's, uh, it's trying to play that tone. Um, so let's see. What we covered, let's do a little recap. We've got an on-start block where we set the accelerometer range to be sensitive, or 1G, rather than some of these choices. Uh, when we're looping, all we're doing is calling this level check. Um, and you know what? In fact, I'll, I'll try one other thing, which is I'll give this a little bit of a pause so it's not checking quite so quickly. Let's do every 200 milliseconds. And just because I'm stubborn, I'm going to try to throw this um, beep back into here. So let's take... Uh, and there's a few different beep types that, that may work. Some may work better than others. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's, tr let's try that same beep. Let's go up to a high tone. Make it quick. And I'm going to re-download it to the board. Yeah, you'll hear this one working. off my headphones in the simulator here so if I tilt it doesn't beep get to the center and it starts up oh, starts beeping okay but my yeah my CPX version of it I don't think I have it coded very very smartly so that might be a, a good experimentation for you if you want to try to get the the tone working in there um, and this is also sometimes this is helpful you can have something that's 
checking so quickly that it that it causes uh, interruptions or uh, issues with your code. So you can set some very small uh, little delays. Like let's just check check every ten milliseconds. We don't need to check as fast as possible when when we're using this level. So that's another adjustment you can make. Um, so let's see. Yeah, you heard. It. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you heard it. Uh, and if I get a if I get a version of this working, I will post it up on uh, on the Adafruit blog, or I'll show a version of this on my uh, Adafruit uh, workshop. So that is our forever loop. It's calling the level check function, and then the level check function here uh, is what's doing all of our heavy lifting. Uh, this is the sort of main loop of the code. Uh, it checks first to see if we're at zero or very close to it and gives us green. And then it checks if we're off to the left, it lights these LEDs red. And if we're off to the right, it lights these LEDs to uh, red. So uh, I think we'll call it there. It's, it's actually fairly simple. You can see it's, it's not many uh, lines of code. Um, and since I like to mention this, while the MakeCode interface really, uh, we, we're working in this block code UI where we're dragging blocks around, you'll see that we can convert uh, very quickly over to the JavaScript version of it. I'll, I'll turn off the uh, green screen so you can see that a little better. Green screen off. So this is that exact same uh, program, but in text code. So you can see there's some funny things here like the ring is just black, black, green, black, 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 green, black, black. And uh, the blocks version of that instead is this sort of nice, neat interface. Um, but this is a uh, another way to look at the code, another way to copy and paste code often. It's very convenient to go in there and adjust things uh, in, in the text. And there's also some more advanced things that you can do in here uh, that you won't find in blocks. But uh, I just wanted to point out that it's, uh, it's one of the great strengths of make code is that it's real code uh, and it's very fully featured, but it's also really easy to get your head around and work with, especially if you think visually uh, with this kind of logic like I do. I really like this um, graphical interface and then we can go and also use the, uh, the text code if we need to. All right, well, I think that's it. Um, we are pretty close to out of time. I'll check the chat again. Uh, there's a question, so do they have this for Arduino? I believe there are a couple of Arduino boards that work with make code. And uh, I'll jump over real quick to another uh, browser window and show you I was talking about maker.makecode. This one allows you to um, pick which board you're working with. And I believe there are some Arduino boards here, the Arduino Maker, uh, Arduino Zero, not an Arduino Uno, which is one of the more common ones. Uh, it just doesn't have the processing power, so you need something uh, with with more uh, oomph than an old uh, 32U4 or uh, Atmel 328, uh, I think, processor. So something faster than that, which is which is some of those boards you'll see there. Uh, all right, and before I go, I'll also just check in. Uh, and see if there are any further questions. Uh, but it looks like we are all set. All right, well, thank you. Um, 
And uh, I'm glad for the people in, in the comments uh, who are saying that this is uh, exciting for them and they're, they're uh, glad to, to learn about this coding. Good for you. This is a lot of fun to work with, especially uh, if you are interested in uh, learning coding, learning some physical computing, or working with sensors, robotics. This is a really great uh, way to get started. So uh, there are lots and lots of live streams and other content on the Make Code site, go to makecode.com and you'll see a schedule for all of the live streams. We have Make Code Arcade, Make Code in Minecraft, uh, Make Code in, in Microbit, um, and uh, both beginning and intermediate, and I think even some advanced um, uh, level uh, live streams going on. So there's lots and lots of uh, resources out there for you. You can also head over to uh, adafruit.com uh, and check out the Learn Guide system. There are a lot of Learn Guides that use Make Code. Um, and that's it. So for uh, Microsoft Make Code, I'm John Park. This has been Make Code Live, and I will see you next Tuesday. I run this every Tuesday at this time. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.